0: Lira episode 15 features guest speaker John Papaloni today we're going to be talking about client events how they can provide value to your sphere and to potential leads while bringing value back into your business thank you so much today for joining us John Papaloni here we are going to be talking about coordinating client events and how that can help your business so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into real estate John
1: Absolutely. I got into real estate because I was kind of taking a break from everything. I had sold a previous business and then I was hanging around. My parents were ill. So what ended up happening was that I uh, had to figure out what I was going to do with myself once, you know, they got settled in. Uh, They went to a retirement home and I'm like, you know what? I grew up around real estate. My parents were landlords. So I thought, why not try out? you know, try getting my license, try doing something like that because I'm going to open houses, you know, not knowing that agents are using that for leads. I'm going there completely wasting their time just because I'm fascinated (laughs) with it, you know, like, so it's it's like, you know, well, why don't I try? Maybe I can earn an income with this. And that's kind of how I got into the license. And it's like eight years later or almost eight years later. And, and now I'm here and I'm going and I'm constantly uh, learning new things and growing and, and, you know, and, and scaling. I'm like at the point where I'm trying to grow my team now. So sure.
0: Okay. So you got started young. I imagine that's how my son's going to feel, you know, poor thing, been dragged to a septic inspection, you know, like those are fun, right? Um, (laughs) Knows how to open all the lock boxes. So, you know, who knows? He'll either go directly into real estate or he's going to go the exact opposite direction, whatever whatever works for him. Yeah, for real. (laughs) So um, talking about hosting client events, right? This is something that I feel personally is really daunting. Like I get excited to go to the events that we host and, you know, see all the clients again. It's always great, but the idea of organizing it, right. The idea of like putting it together, having to promote it and coordinating. I'm not an event planner. I'm a real estate agent, right. (laughs) I just want to show up and have the fun. Right. And I also don't want to spend the money. Um, (laughs) So what, <laughs> what is your um, opinion on, you know, hosting these client events and the the value that they bring to, to the business?
1: Well, like you, it's one of those things that I'm going to be honest, right? I'm an yeah. uh, emotional teeter-totter. And what I mean by that is that one minute I'm like, hey, this is a great idea. Let's put this event. I can educate people. I can help people. I can do something great and get people excited about real estate again. And then all of a sudden it's time to do it. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I mean, and then and then and then I'll get excited and say, okay, I got to do it. And then once I get into the swing of things and once you start doing it, right, you start getting losing the overwhelm because you're in the process. Sure. Then the day of the event comes in, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I have to show up. It's (laughs) like I don't really want to go. And then all of a sudden it's time to go. It's like, oh, I got to go. I got to perform. And then you get in there and you start seeing everybody, you know, and then you're like all excited because now like everybody, you know, is there and people you don't they bring people you don't know. So you start meeting new people. I mean, we're in a people business, let's be honest, right? So if you don't actually like people, you're in the wrong business. But when you're meeting people and you're excited now, when you see them, all of a sudden, I think it's like, I think what it is is that the uh, anxiety and the overwhelm is fueling the I don't want to go part. And when you just push yourself past it, then the excitement comes in and then you start interacting and, and it just works miracles because now you provided value with no ask. So people end up remembering you and you become top of mind.
0: That's great. And you get to have fun together, see people outside of, you know, that that client to to realtor interaction, you know, instead of looking at houses over and over and over again you're actually getting to like you know eat a barbecue sandwich with you know these people and get to know them and and you know or even if they've already closed on a house like hey how's the house coming you know how i'm excited show me pictures of all the renovations you've done like i feel like that always comes up too they're like look we painted the walls and i'm like oh that's great I hate the color, but, you know, I'm not going to tell them
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, it's like, you know what? It's sort of like when I show a house and, and I'm outside and I talk to the well, to, to the clients and I'm like, you know what? Just before we go in, you know, just so you know, you know, like you're going to know within 30 to 60 seconds, two minutes at most, whether you're going to like that house or not. Remember, don't feel like you have to go through the whole yes. house. Yes to appease me. I don't live here. So I don't care.
0: I tell you right? the same. You're not going to personally yeah. offend me. It's not my house. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So it's one of those things that I'd rather you take that 60 seconds and say, Nope, not for me. And then we move on to the next one. So rather than delaying and then trying to rush to get to the next one, so we're not late and then sure. trying to rush, rush, rush. So what's going to happen is that you're rushing and everything's rushed. And then you start second guessing things where if you know, you don't like something, you move on to the next one. You can focus more time on that. That next one that you do like it makes more sense
0: no absolutely absolutely and, you know we really don't care either we're like yeah let's skip a house or two because then i don't have to try to differentiate which house was was that the house with the funky wallpaper or was that mm. the house that you liked with the weird bathroom setup you know and trying to figure it out because you're just wanting to take a look at so many houses so um but you know getting to step outside of the business aspect and get to socialize with people and build that you know that friendship bond I think is really important and and it helps you stay top of mind right you know we always want to be the go-to for our clients you know and past present future whatever you know if you need a roofer call me your pool's leaking call me you know not to yell at me but to ask me for, <laughs> to ask me for a referral or a reference for it you know for somebody to come right. fix it.
1: Exactly. We're supposed to be a, a reference source for our clients. Correct. And the thing is a lot of times what a lot of people don't realize is that our job after the sale is actually way more important than during the sale. Cause be honest, what do we do when we're showing homes? This is the counter, this is the <laughs> kitchen as if they've never friggin' seen a kitchen before, you know, like, like, I mean, I think any dummy can open up a door, right? Okay. So where does the real work come? It comes in before when you're looking for places that suits their needs. Mm-hmm. And when they decide to buy and you do your due diligence to make sure that everything's going to fit. And then there's no, astronomical problems that they may arise just from buying this house and then at that point in time it's making sure that once they move in that they're happy with their choice and if there's anything they need you're there as a resource so that's where the real work is not not opening the door a dummy can open the door
0: (laughs) yeah and no offense to the showing assistants that are listening but um (laughs) uh, (laughs) so uh no but you're you're totally right and then i don't know how because you're up in canada right Absolutely. Yeah. So down here in Florida, we get people that we get so many snowbirds. We get people relocating. I can't tell you last year for some reason, or what what was it? They actually opened up Canada finally. And then I had so many people (laughs) moving from Canada that were like, yes, we're just going to buy a house because we haven't gotten to travel for two years since COVID. Um, So, you know, we get so many people that are new to the area. They don't know anything. They don't know the good restaurants. They don't know the good spots to go to, you know, and I'm sure Canada's huge. So you get somebody, you know, moving from, you know, one side to, yeah, the other they don't know anything um, about the, the new area so you get to be that that's resource Be like this is the good pizza place don't eat at this one okay their food's sketchy but eat at this one <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's so true right like and that's the thing right because I went to Florida myself last year and I'm going again in about a week or something like that and um yeah like I, I used to say my biggest fear is I'm gonna go then I'm gonna become an alien because I'm not gonna come back <laughs> 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 that's
0: too <laughs> funny Oh, I um I mean I've been up to Canada. It's a little cold for me, a little cold, but you know, I remember one of the most beautiful, the beautiful, like most beautiful views that I've ever seen in my life was actually in Canada. It was like the frozen lake and this big mu- beautiful mountain like scape with all these beautiful trees covered in snow. And this, like we were staying in this really nice hotel. I just remember being a kid and walking around with my little hot chocolate and going, Wow, that's really amazing. No, <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get that view down here. It's all no, snow no, and yeah. yeah I was gonna
1: say Canada's fun to watch in the winter but it's like you right. okay and I'm ready to go back home to the hot warm weather and you're like exactly. oh wait a minute I live here right.
0: <laughs> like- exactly I mean <laughs> I mean it's April and I'm drinking hot tea right now as we speak in Florida and it's like 85 degrees outside so god god you know I'd bathe in it if I was up there during the winter that's for sure
1: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> so all right let's get back to our client events um all
1: right, let's so do it.
0: What kind of client events have you found to be most successful? And how do you plan and execute these types of events?
1: Ah, that's it. Like, see, there's different ones you can do. And it's based on the times, right? Like the last year, I'll give you an example. The last year has been constant interest rate increases. Yep. And it's been scaring the crap out of a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And with that being said, now we're the knowledge broker. We're the ones who's supposed to have the answers. We're the ones who's supposed to know what's going on. So we have an opportunity to get the information that our clients might be interested in. But rather than making it uh, you know, the state of the union where people are gonna sit there and on edge, you know, what you do is you put in an event and you add food and drinks and beverages. It's almost like a way where people get to socialize and network before the talk, maybe like 30 minutes before, and then people can settle in, have a seat. And then that's when you speak to them. And the benefit of doing that is now you can tell them the facts, tell them the options. Now, don't just say, oh, well, interest rates are going up. They know that already. That's why they're there. They're freaked out. (laughs) So, but what you do is like, how what they want to know is how does that affect them? What can they do to protect themselves from the negative Aspect of the current situation. And now there's always options. And that's that's an opportunity where you get and explain the whole concept of what's going on, explain the trends you see, and you use the data, and then you use that trend and you see where the trends are going and you show them the options, and then you give them the opportunity to have a QA at the end so that they can ask their specific questions of what their fear is.
0: Okay. A, so-
1: and that can also present opportunities because sometimes through a Q&A, Believe it or not, when they're talking, sometimes, like, I'll give you an example. A question could be Hey, I got my uh, mortgage four years ago and I'm going to be doing a year. Now, my mortgage four years ago was 1.5%. Today, it's six and a half percent. So I talked to my mortgage broker and the increase is going to be $890 a month. Oof. My income actually went down
0: mm-hmm.
1: by $5,000 because I got a new job. I'm worried. Yeah. Now that, presents options now you can present options on how they can up their income using their property and if they're not willing now they're now now the talk of downsizing Nothing. might come there yeah. so you might generate a lead sure by helping somebody
0: so it's kind of like a um almost like a home buyer seminar kind of situation but instead of being there you know and going through the entire process because you know so many of the people are brand new it's just a it, it it is an in person market update, really, with you know yes. a, a mastermind about how you know uh, they can figure out and get through the market the way it is. You're providing food, you know, which always brings trust, right? People trust you when you feed them, right?
1: Exactly, uh, and it, and it's yeah. almost like like I said, it's like a market update, and 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 in a sense, it's an indirect home sellers update as well, right? Right, because it teaches people what they can do to sell it so they can maximize their dollar. Because sure. let's be honest, the last year you took a hit, but not everybody did. Now, the example I gave you, who the person who bought it four years ago, well, four years ago, they w- they would have bought it probably for like 30, 40 percent less than what peak, and it's only gone down 20%. So this is still gonna be ahead by 20%. Right. Right. So there's opportunities and you gotta and again, in a way you're playing referee, but in a good way.
0: Sure. No, absolutely. That that does bring brings value. And again you know you get to to bring in people that you're you know you've spoken with or even bring in new possible leads, right? If you're advertising it through social media or through, maybe you're having like your lender partner tag in that way they can talk about the market as well and provide value too. you know, because um, my, my I know my lender knows things that I don't, I don't even want to start talking about or even pretended to, <laughs> to know about. It starts talking the jobs report and the CPI report. I'm like, all right, I just, you know, my eyes glazed over, you go ahead and keep talking about it to everybody and I'll, I'll talk about houses. Um, So mm-hmm. no, I, I I like that. Um, You know, you get the opportunity to to bring value to people that, you know, as well as just the general public. So that's great.
1: Um, Yeah. And the other event you can have out there is, uh, look, markets changed. Investors are looking to invest, but they don't know where to invest. And the key word is what's cash flowing today. And you know what? At six and a half percent, not a lot. But there are opportunities and being in the business, you should know where they are and what they are and how to bring them up. So having that investor seminar can teach investors how to, you know, further expand their current portfolio and how to protect their past portfolio.
0: No, I I, I love that, especially right now. What we're seeing is we saw the investor market pick up. Um about two months ago prior to the rest of the buyers picking up here we've recently in the last week hit like this you know little buyer rush where we're seeing 10 offers on properties again it just came out of nowhere it was slow we were all starving to death down here you know wondering, mm-hmm. <laughs> wondering what was happening twiddling our thumbs you know um and then it it just hit but before that the investors i had investors that were putting in offers i was writing like two three offers a day for one lady and she just kept getting outbid and and I'm talking a burnt down manufactured home. I was like, good Lord, people. Okay, so just I noticed that that came in quickly and, you know, being able to teach that to people that maybe they're not they don't want to move because they're they have their beautiful three percent interest rate on their nice house. They don't want to, you know, give that up, but they have money coming in that gives them the opportunity to become an investor. And I know I've heard the saying that you should have one investment property per kid right? You know, that's average American has what, two and a half kids, something like that. Well, everybody should have two and a half investment properties, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. And they should call one of us to get them.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. Um, So, you know, how do you? De- uh, so we've kind of touched on the right time, but how do you determine the right time and frequency for hosting these events and keeping the clients engaged over time? Is that like a quarterly thing? You know, where you do like, you know, one quarter you do the the seminar, and then the next quarter you do something like really low key, like a little happy hour, or how do you find success in that?
1: Well, here's the thing: the market is going to determine, just like the market determines the price. Yeah. The market's going to determine the 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 timing as well. Like if you're doing a um, like if we're in a heated market now where you're getting 10 bids every single day and you can't even land a house. And more than likely if if your phone's ringing off the hook and you're doing one after the other, after the other, after the other, the likelihood of you being able to stop in order to do this event. (laughs) Right. Right. Is going to be unlikely.
0: Yeah. My hair's falling out. Just thinking about it. So.
1: Right. And every day isn't like that. Every month isn't like that. We go through cycle. Hence we call it the spring market, the fall market. Right. So. Again, we went through a year of bad, bad, bad. So we've had a lot of months to do this, and you could have done it every you can done it every thirty days, you can done it every sixty days. But it's not the same people are going to show up. I mean, okay. in general, I like to do things every ninety days for the same people because mm-hmm. it's going to be different, uh, different topics, different uh, market conditions. But hence why I called it State of the Union. Yeah. Right? Um, so, but again. You have different things. If you have a buyer seminar, you can have that in one month. You can have the seller seminar in another month. You can have the investment seminar in the third month. So I just gave you three different topics in three different months. You just don't repeat it with the same people. Right. So then, uh, and then again, there's many opportunities out there. So anytime you could put an event, anytime that you feel is reasonable to have an excuse to get together with past clients is a good excuse. Um, more than likely, I would say the, 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 key number out there is maybe five times a year,
0: five times a year. Okay. Um, and then as far as like a lot of questions are, you know, how do you cover the cost of these? Where do you have these events? Right. Um, what does that look like for you?
1: Uh, that's different for every uh, thing. Now, if you're going with past clients, these are people you've already made money. Yep. And more than likely you're trying to just create another touch point. And just give them an update. So I would spend more money in that one because these are current clients and past clients and those people will come back and give you more business. That's almost like the, for sure. If you've done the right work, they're coming back. Mm
0: -hmm. So then you
1: want to, you don't want it to be so formal where that they feel that every time you call them, it's about selling them something. Sure. So I would do that in a local restaurant. As an example, book a spot, have some appetizers and food there make it a natural networking conversation. You can use your brokerage and you can have food catered inside the brokerage. Mm-hmm. If you have a one of those traditional ones with right. the uh, brokerage office. office, some, I mean, there's cloud-based brokerages out there, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not with one, but th- they exist. So I just want to cover that part. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, you can just use local restaurants. They'll be happy to provide, uh, you know, I don't want to say deals because I'm making sure. it cheap in it. I don't want to cheapen it, but to provide adequate uh, options for you that can kind of serve the group and it's extra business for them that they would have yeah. never had. So Absolutely. you just don't do it on a Friday or Saturday where it's <laughs> right. are busy.
0: Right. <laughs> it's an inconvenience to them, you know, Yeah, kind of puff up one of their slow days and they'll appreciate that, you know, um, and they are more likely to to continue working with you down the road, getting to build that relationship and being like, hey, you know, we know every uh, every 90 days there's a little get together over at this restaurant, you know, courtesy of this, you know, these real estate agents or whatever. And they, you know, they know that. So
1: exactly. And that's the thing, right? So you, what you're trying to do is just create a touch point and interact with people who know you. So now they don't feel like they're being used. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you want to show people that you do appreciate them. And that's an opportunity to uh, rekindle. And it's a lot easier than calling everybody every 90 days or knocking on their doors and saying, Hey, remember me? I thought I'd come by, right? Like if you do these events, they're coming to you, they're coming to you all at once and it's actually less pressure. And it is actually cheaper to do these events and pass things around that way. Like, because you're educating them Mm -hmm. and you know what? You're educating them and you're networking with them. So it's providing better value.
0: And it's cheaper than gas driving around right now.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So So there um, you go.
0: Yeah. And then being able to, it gives you a reason to, to, to touch people without feeling awkward about it. Like, Hey, it was great seeing you at the event, you know, two weeks ago, you know, hope you had a great time. You know, how's the dog, whatever that looks like, or, Hey, uh, you know, thanks for coming to the last event. I'm excited. We're doing another one next month. I hope to see you there. And it's not just like you calling them and be like, Hey, yeah. Yeah. How's the house? You know, whatever that looks like and feeling awkward, like you got any referrals for me. What it's just it just becomes a more natural touch. And that knocks out, you know, half of your touches for the year almost without feeling like you got to call and try to remember everything about their life and make make up a conversation on the spot. Plus, with that, you can also have leverage. I don't know how it works Um you know, where you're at and where everybody else, you know, the listeners are at, but um, here we have great opportunities to have like the lender partners, um, you know, help split costs as well as, you know, um, we 100%. have, yeah, title companies, insurance, uh, inspectors, whatever that looks like, whoever you, you do business with. I mean, I am with a cloud-based brokerage and we've been able to have, um, you know, we'll use lender space, uh, title space for things like that. And heck we rented a, a park, it was like 60 bucks. And we did like a little holiday event there and catered food. And um, it got a little chilly for here. So it was like, you know, 60 degrees. But we we did hot chocolate and let the kids decorate cookies. And that was such a fun time. And everybody came we've rent, you know, we rented out a movie theater that cost us 200 bucks each split between, you know, the the vendors and stuff. There's just a lot of opportunities for sure.
1: Yeah, here's another opportunity as well. If you have something where you're bringing people to the brokerage, if you have a brokerage, and you're having an event within the brokerage, you can have the opportunity, like one of the events I put together, where you have the food in the front, where people come in you have it like in a welcome area, where they can pick up their food, bring in their plate, come in, network with everybody for that 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and then you can have the presentation. But now the benefit is not, what if people cannot show up? Well, you get a videographer to have a camera there that videotapes everything, and you can go live on Zoom, where nice. anybody who's at home can log in. They don't yeah. get the food, but at least they get to see the uh, presentation.
0: Sure, that's always my like one of my biggest fears is spending all this time organizing an event and then having nobody show up. Um, and that's just something that I I really do get nervous about with every every event, especially one where you have to have catered. Um, you know, I'm like, oh god, do I, you know, have too much food? you know, I'd rather have too much food than not enough food, but um, you know, it could definitely be one of those, those things. But if you can have zoom on there, then at least you're able to get the word out to more people that aren't physically able to be there at that time. And it's not, you know, an event is never a waste, even if you only have one person, but you get to capitalize on it more. You can do promotional material on it. Right.
1: And that's my point. If you have it on zoom, It's also clips that you can use on social on the uh, key points that everyone can watch. You can uh, post the event on YouTube so people can watch the event at a later date. So it gives opportunity to spread your message Mm -hmm. regardless of how many people showed up. And and it's like you said, right? Not every event is going to be uh, a winner. I've had Mm -hmm. events where I thought it was great. I had like 120 people say they're going to come. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? We had a snowstorm. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was like a massive snowstorm or like we're talking about, uh, you know, cars getting stuck on the street. So clearly that event didn't happen. Yeah. Right. So what a disaster. All that money spent mm-hmm. and all down the drain. And that happens. Right. Yeah. But you can't you can't look at flops as a failure. And that's the end. But a, but more of a learning opportunity. See, from Correct. that flop, I learned what could I have done?
0: Predict well, the could, weather. Okay,
1: I could have done a well, yeah, we could have done that too, but <laughs> um, but the other opportunity was if we were recording it live on Zoom, we could have transformed it to virtual. So sure. everyone on our list, we could have turned around, mail, you know, send them a notification saying, in light of the storm,
0: mm-hmm. we're
1: gonna continue with the presentation, but we're gonna do it through, you know, uh, through the virtually through online through Zoom. Here's the link for tonight. And, and I know those who want to tune in could have done it. And then, you know what, everybody can be in their own location and, uh, a, uh, you know, sad blue day outside doesn't have to be sad and blue inside the, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> your home. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. And you still could have had it. No, definitely. That, that absolutely makes sense. And with the way everything has happened since COVID, we're all used to zoom at this point, right? Um, everybody has a zoom login and, you know, a webcam in this day, pretty much, um, you know so, that, so there's really no reason why you know you shouldn't capitalize on that for your events
1: 1000% um,
0: so getting into the marketing right i know we talked about wanting to get enough people there for the event to make sense how do you market and how far out do you market and what kind of strategies do you have to get the the you know highest turnout that you can
1: right now see that's that's the key component now a lot of times you're going to look a lot of people you know, especially newer agents disregard their database yeah, and disregard people they know. And just like, ah, I just have people on my phone. And this is going to be one of those times that they're going to say, I wish I put my database together because if you have everybody in a CRM and it doesn't matter whether they bought, bought from you or not, because they could be future clients. You want everybody, you know, in your database. Therefore, when you have an event, you send out that special announcement where people can log in through your database, through email marketing. You can text people. You can call people and invite them. Your day should be consisting of, hey, I'm calling you, but not just to see how you're doing, but I want to let you know that I'm putting on an event together where we're going to have chicken wings and uh, pizza or whatever it is. And, you know, we're going to all interact with each other. A few people are going to be there. It's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about the real estate market and we're going to network with each other and, uh, you know, and basically catch up, you know, it's going to happen in, uh, you know, Thursday, uh, April the 27th, or, you know, are you available that day? you know, it's going to start at 6 30 PM. Oh uh, yeah, no, I can't make it that day. Cause uh, whatever is so-and-so is going to be out uh, my, way, you know, so uh, I got to babysit Johnny. Um, I really wish I could come. Hey, you know what, we're going to be filming this on zoom. So if you can still interact with us there and you can actually, you know, get the updates on the market, if you're interested. Oh, oh really well, what's the link'll I'll send that to your to your phone do you have your phone on you? yes I do I'm gonna text the link to you right now there you go you got someone who's interested and I'm willing to bet at some point in time I'm gonna think hey so- and-so wants to go can they join too right now you're getting more people
0: yeah my neighbor you know something like that that's great
1: yeah so that's an opportunity and that's your database then you then we have social media where we can post and advertise and that's right. free. You can put some ad dollars behind it if you want to reach more people as well. Sure. So again, CRM or your database and the people you know, we already know, like, and trust you. Yep. Reach out to them, everybody you know. And then uh, from that point in time, social media post to get more informed so more people see it. Then you can do some ad spend. More people can see it. Hey, you know what? You can even, if you're close to a neighborhood that you're farming, print up some flyers, an excuse to go door knocking the week before just go and yeah. door knock and uh, talk to people and say, I'm having this event. I'm not here to sell you, but I thought you might be interested in an event and see, you know, where the market's going and, you know, cause things have changed and it might be confusing things that might be inconsistent. So we can give you a little bit of an update and we're having uh, appetizers appetizers. It's free food.
0: And mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. come on
1: down and uh, here's, here's a flower where the information is Our brokerage is just down the street.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. And you're not soliciting anything at that point either. You know, I know a lot of people are, are getting nervous about that in the neighborhoods and they're like, ah, I don't want to, you know, just, I don't know what to say when I knock on doors. Well, if you're farming, it takes, what, five or six touches, something like that on average to get something some sort of activity for people to start to recognize you and remember you you know i like door hangers because i can go and i can sneak them out around my neighborhood at seven o'clock in the morning after i drop my kid off at school and i don't have to like you know before people even <laughs> even uh come out so i don't really have to socialize so much but you know you can always do the door knocking and you're at least inviting them you're giving them something right uh something and you're not of value. asking them yeah, yeah, you're, you're not, not saying hey are you trying to sell your house right now like They don't want that. I get so many solar panel people knocking on my door Mm -hmm. that I don't want to knock on this uh, in my neighborhood because I know that they hate that at this point. We get so many people. It's insane. Um, but okay. So, and you start, so you would say, start doing that maybe 30 days in advance. Like obviously you don't want to invite people the week before. Right. Um, but actually
1: you'd be surprised. I would start my marketing 30 days before Mm-hmm. but I wouldn't hammer hard on reservations to the last two weeks. Because okay. what happens is in a month from now and says, Oh, that sounds great. I'll, I'll be there. Then something happens. People forget. They get distracted. And it's like, Oh, when was your event again? Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so you kind of gonna, you like, you want the little teasers. So that's when I would start sure. on social with the teasers. Okay. You know? And I would start that a month before I would start out the, uh, the email blasts. Um, I would do one a week, um, about three weeks before, and then I would do the phone calls for everybody that you have on your list within 10 days before the event.
0: Okay. That that makes sense. Having some sort of structure I know will help because – it gets, you're already organizing an event. You're already trying to figure out food. You're trying to figure out who's going to be there, who's paying what expenses, you know, Um, and then trying to try to get people there, right? So having it all laid out for you and having that structure, knowing that you're going to organize an event, you know, my, my other half, love him to death, but, you know, he tried to throw an event together. It's like, hey, we're all, you know, team event. We're all going bowling this Wednesday. And I was like, honey, you cannot just drop two days of notice on people. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um so you have to give enough uh, a, enough notice but you don't want to do it so far out that people forget it's not a wedding right you're not sending out save the dates you want to be able to to get them excited and keep that interest over a short period of time so Exactly. Okay so um getting uh getting to a point to wrap up here what are some common mistakes that you see agents make when they're hosting these client events and how can they avoid them?
1: Well yeah one big mistake is that they uh, have the event and they treat the event the same way they treat their social media is one big giant billboard um (laughs) and again they like we'll take social media the word social is right in the name it's not supposed to be if your seminar and your social accounts sound like buy 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 sell 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 you're doing it wrong yep right you're Providing, you're there to provide information. People already know if they want to buy or sell. What they haven't decided is whether or not they're going to use you. And telling them to use you is just going to annoy them and make them not want to use you. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they're there because you said you were there to provide information, you were there to network with them, you were there to catch up. And now you're handing out flyers and sales presentations and how they should buy this or sell that, that uh, they're going to start feeling like they're tricked.
0: Yeah, it's like that, you know, those friends from high school that reach out that you haven't spoken to in so long. They're like, hey, I'm having a a party at my house. Come over. And it's, they bust out the Tupperware. And they're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm not buying anything here. I thought we were here to hang out and get to know everybody again. But um, no, that makes sense. You know, just like there's the, um, the techniques for social media, they say, you know, do X amount of, um, you know, business related posts in relation to, you know, personal posts, I post funny stuff, my kid says all the time, and I get the most engagement on there, I post something, you know, about, hey, look, we just got this under contract. And it's like three people. And then, you know, they're all realtors just being like, good job. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, well, you, let's you, be
1: honest. In 2023, nobody gives a crap about your just sold.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair except for the person whose house just sold. Congratulations. You know, aside from that, you know, everybody's like, okay, well, we all know you could sell a house. You did it the one time at least. Right. And so you, you have that success, but you know, they want to, they want to know you and get to know you. And so that's part of the event, right. Not just going and having like, you know, your face plastered all over it and being like, you know, Number one realtor in whatever state, according to my mother, like nobody cares. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They want to they want to know you and feel that relationship because they this is the biggest purchase or transaction of anybody's life and it always will be unless they start buying hotels up right um this is the biggest purchase for the for the average person so they need to trust you and they need to know that you have you you have their best interest at heart and if you, that you drag them out at 6 30 on a wednesday after work and you know with the guys of fruit pizza and then you're just shoving you know advertising material down their face that's not going to make them feel good i don't want to go anywhere after a long day's work you know and i don't even have to go you know into a 95 office job so yeah, I you know exactly. that, that wouldn't excite me I wouldn't want to come to the next one that's for sure
1: exactly so nobody wants to feel like they've been sold or tricked
0: right no it's about about trust well um you know we're, we're on our time limit here, but I really appreciate you coming on for anybody that wants to reach out to you. Uh, maybe they've got referrals up there. Um, you know, in snow country, whatever, <laughs> where uh...
1: <laughs> I'm in Toronto, Ontario.
0: <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, so how do they connect with you?
1: They can go onto my website at uh, johnpapaloni.com. That's Dot I.com or you, even use the name and find me on Instagram and connect with me there.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, John. I really appreciate it. I had, you know, fun having this conversation with you. And uh you know, hopefully we get to do some business together soon.
1: Sounds great. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> thanks. Have a good one. Thanks so much, John. The idea of five client events per year sounds overwhelming, but if you are repeating the locations or the events, the people, however, you could duplicate that just to make the process easier on you or planning them in advance, right? We all get that slow time in the fall, winter, being able to plan out next year's events in that far advanced allows you the opportunity to to schedule and plan them during that slow time. So you're not trying to plan them while you're in the middle of juggling all these clients and everything, right? Like we were talking about. So thinking ahead and just getting that organization allows you to also not just plan for it, but not feel that stress and gives you the opportunity to jump right into advertising it and promoting your event within that 30 days beforehand. So it's all about the fun part, right? Getting to talk to the people and doing the promotion side of things instead of the stress of where is the location? I don't have that locked in yet, et cetera, et cetera, Um, because nobody wants to have to deal with that because that is the worst part about event planning. Um, So. Thanks so much, John. I'm going to put his information in the podcast description in case anybody does have any referrals for the, the Toronto, Ontario area. And then if you have any questions or comments, if you have any topics you want to hear about for the future, if you want to be a guest, feel free to reach out to me at rlrepodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. As always. Those that make excuses don't make history. So go out there and make history, everybody. You're in control of your business. Now make it happen. I'll talk to y'all later. Thanks.